This. Okay, that's better. Perfect. All right. Sorry about that. I just had something weird in my microphone, as you just heard, and I just had to work that out. But looks like we're back. So it's me, it's me, it's the ABC coming at you. Welcome to the ABC podcast where I take modern dating and disembowel it for your entertainment. My call in number, if you want to call into this show, is area code 563-999-3596, area code 563-999-3596. It's weird because every now and then you'll get something like that. You'll get some kind of anomaly and you'll have, you have to see. You know, you got to kind of see, you got to kind of work the parameters a little bit, kind of see what's going on. And I'm still learning some of the software, so when things go kind of wonky like that, then um, there we go. Then you got to then you just gotta you gotta be able to do it on the fly. And that time I just got kind of lucky, so you know it is what it is. So today I wanted to talk about a clip that I found on YouTube, and I'm gonna play that clip, and I'm gonna talk about it. it's about the patriarchy, and it's about well, it's for it's for women from India, and they're talk they're sitting around, and they raise actually a very good point about feminist women, women, feminists, and patriarchy. patriarchy. Because I honestly believe not all women are feminists. Let's just put that on the table. Not all women are feminists. So that's why I say women, feminists, and the patriarchy. I think there's something that can be learned here. And I think that if people internalize, especially women, if women internalize this, I think it'll make dating life, your dating life a lot easier and a lot smoother. So we're going to go into that. Also, if we have time, we're going to go into some plenty of fish profiles, just like I usually do, um, if I have time. But the 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 big time that I do it the the, the main time that I do it is on Saturdays because I dedicate two whole hours I'm gonna dedicate two whole hours to the show on Saturdays. My weekday shows are only gonna be an hour long. But first, some administrative things. I wanted to all on my last show. I wanted to give that girl. Button, a call on her show and ask her about the things I want to ask her because if you listen to my show, then um, you would understand. Well, if you listen to my show, I brought up some points about her show and some of the things that she talked about. And I explained that she talked in circles. And how I found that out is she had a show, the show that she was going to record on Saturday night was called, well, it was basically who she sleeps with and who's in her bed is nobody's business. When literally the show before it was why don't men protect women, right? And I found this kind of odd because if you look at it in a dating context, if you're dating one of these women who say, my sex life is my business, who I slept with is my business, well, first, that's kind of, that's false. But skipping, because that's a whole other point. But skipping past that, when she says, who I sleep with is nobody's business, and then turned around and asked why men don't protect her. It's like, how do you hold those two, how do you marry those two thoughts and actually have it make sense? No. Because on the one hand, on the left hand, you're saying, excuse me, on the left hand, you're saying that, ooh, all right, my throat is itchy. So on the first hand, you're saying that, who you're sleeping with is nobody's business. Hang on. Let me go do something real quick. I usually don't do this mid-show, but you know what? 
Well, here's the thing. And then from the third wave feminists, we're hearing men are trash. So they're addressing all of these things that they see, that they saw coming up with with women throughout the years. It's smashed the patriarchy. It's men are trash. Blah, blah, blah. And, you, and this is what permeates Western society. And people wonder why it is that dating in Western society is often a ditch. Right. Excuse me, cholera. Um, why people, why men are going overseas to Eastern countries and stuff to find to find wives is because of how wrong Western women have went in the pursuit of feminism and quote unquote smashing the patriarchy. Well, like she asked. First of all, to address the whole women are trashing, I couldn't say it better. I couldn't have said it better myself. It's in the name, women. The Bible says, even the Bible says, if you, if you believe in the Bible, that from Adam's rib Eve was taken. So there wouldn't be no, there wouldn't have been an Eve without an Adam. That's that's just it, right? Now, of course, more, the more knowledge of his people, then there's a whole other thing. But well, skipping past that, just going by what the Bible says the Bible says God formed Adam first and then realized that Adam needed a help meet for his for his circumstance. So he put Adam in sleep, took out a rib and made Eve. Eve came from Adam. That's why that's why he was woman, because from man woman was taken. So it's in it's a, she said it right. It's in the name, woman. So if men are trash, right? And women came literally came from men. Then what does that make women? Women, right? They don't think on this level. They just think that you know, just the men. I don't like the men that approach. And it's a trip because when you ask these women, when you ask any of these women, oh, uh, men are trash. Okay, well, what kind of men do you like? And they say the bad boys. Well, if you like the, if you don't like the bad boys, the one with the drama, the one that sleep around, the one that puts you through things, and then you say all men are trash based on that. Like, what kind of sense does that make, right? So she she really hit the nail on the head. She said, hey, women, for men, women was taken. So men are trash, and women are at least, at the very best, they are equally trash. Equally trash. Now, the next woman jumped in and talked about patriarchy, if I'm getting the chronological order of things correctly. She came in and talked about the patriarchy, and how women want to smash the patriarchy. And she asked, how, when, when did women become so violent? And you know what? Honestly, this violent women thing is weird because historically and even even sociologically, women, Jordan Peterson said it best because he said violent nature isn't inherent in women like it is in men. This is why there are more men in prison for violent acts than women. It's just true. Women are more women are more white collar fraud and things with money, things with finances. That's women's specialty, right? Rarely is I wouldn't even say rarely, but women aren't locked up for things like assault and battery, um, forcible. I mean, uh, no, I'm not going to say that, but because there's a whole thing with that, but assault and battery, robbery, that violent crimes. Women, they are they are in prison for that, but not at the rate of men, because violent nature is more inherent than men than in women. This is why when people 
talk to me about being pro-choice and that abortion isn't murder, I have to come back on them and I have to I have to ask, okay, wait, so if you don't think abortion is murder, right? Then answer me a couple of questions. Number one, is violence is violence and the propensity for murder, does that run stronger in women or in men? And ten people ten people out of ten will correctly say it's more inherent in men. Okay, cool. Perfect. Then tell me why it is that over 75%, over three-quarters of abortion providers are men. I mean, there it is, right? Explain to me. Explain that to me. If abortion isn't murder and going to seek an abortion isn't conspiracy to commit murder, then tell me why, then tell me why are over 75% of abortion providers men? Women just don't get into the pro- abortion provision business. Why? Because it's violent. They realize that it's murder. I mean, there's no, there's really no way around that. So, getting back to the point, because I don't want to make this about a, I don't want to make this about pro-choice versus pro-life. Getting back to the point, women. Have, this is a recent thing with women, women becoming violent, because now that they've taken on the feminist movement and they've taken the role of a man and they have to take on the energy of a man in order to compete and keep up with what the with the demands of the feminist movement, then being violent is just it's 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 baked into the cake, right? Cake of it's adopting masculine energy. That's just how it is. You can't be in your masculine energy and not be violent. Why? Because there's a there is and nobody and it's a shame that it's this way, but it is. And there's a certain amount of violence that has to be that has to be rendered in pursuit of things that men pursue. Now I'm not talking about going out and blasting somebody's head off to get ahead in the world. What I'm saying is you have to be you have to you gotta lie. You gotta you gotta lie. Sometimes you gotta cheat. To get your to get your way, sometimes you got to stab somebody in the back in order to get ahead. That's just it, right? So again, that's not that's not outward violence, but it's not it's not moral it's not the moral thing to do. But in today's capitalist doggy dog climate, you you have sometimes you got to do those things in order to in order to get ahead, and in order for women to get ahead. You have, they have to do it, which is why a lot of women actually choose not to get ahead, takes away from their family, right? It takes away from their time being felt. But B, there's just the amount of deceit and treachery that's involved in such things. You know, the undercutting and the backstabbing, and it, it's 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 just not it's just not something that women as a whole want to do. Now, excuse me. Now, it we under we understand there are just there are exceptions to the rule, right? Look at women and look at women in Congress and various parts of the government. Look how they look how they lie and look how they cheat and look how they steal in order to keep their positions. And again, I've run in races. I've run in I've run for political office, and I've seen the ugly side of it. I've seen how nasty women can be. Now, I thank God that. The women that I ran again, ran against. Well, one of the women that I ran against, Marley Larimer, is such an excellent person, and 
a lot of people can learn from her because the way she ran her campaign, like, the way she runs all campaigns, like, I, I, I've been here for a while, and I see she first, when I, when I got here, she, well, I was here for a couple of years when she first took office, but her campaign, she actually ran a smooth campaign, and this, uh, this campaign was pretty smooth, too. Mine didn't work out just because things had happened, but again, Marley was one of the great ones. She 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 is a great, and I respect her a lot. Deborah, not so much, right? But this is the thing with politics: is that you you sometimes you have to get down and dirty. Look at what look at what Hamburger Patty did to did in her run for Senate. You know, look what uh, I don't even. I can't even remember the other one's name because she's so irrelevant. We have two senators. Hamburger Patty's one of them. But, the, but I went after Hamburger Patty because she went after Doug Bowser, and he just Doug did nothing to her. Yet she decided to try to undercut him. And again, this was she told a lot of lies about my man. And again, it's not me being bitter because it's her versus Doug. But it just highlights the point that. In order to get ahead, sometimes you have to do some treacherous stuff. So that's that all. That's all based into the sauce of being in your masculine energy. That's just it. This is why a lot of men come across women who are in their masculine energy and are just immediately turned off because they just don't want the competition and the drama. That's just it. So this is why a lot of feminists just don't just die alone with their cats. Getting back, she talked about smashing the patriarchy. Well, why does it need to be smashed, right? This is women's violence. This is this is the the base into the cake part of feminism. The violence that's based into it because smash the patriarchy, smash the patriarchy. Well, why are you wanting to smash the patriarchy? Don't you realize that the patriarchy is responsible for all that you enjoy today? Social media, the internet, cinema, television, all of these things were built by corporations headed by CEOs. The people who you talk about the patriarchy, you have you have the right to vote. You everybody say, Oh yeah, we want the right to vote. Yeah. Because the patriarchy that was in the government at that time, all of the white men that you guys say run are running things, they're the ones that passed the bill that allowed you to vote. Roe v. Wade, Roe v. Wade was because of the patriarchy. Even a even a follow Roe v. Wade, which is a big win for babies, but um, all these things that we all these things that we enjoy today is because of the patriarchy, and you guys are sitting here trying to smash it. Like you don't understand that the patriarchy is responsible for the fact that you have electricity and heat in your house, and you have gas in your cars, and you're not you're not relegated to sending. Most signals to communicate, you can actually have a cell phone and can jump on social media thanks to the patriarchy that you want to smash. Like, do you understand that all of these, all of those things, like basic plumbing, you can take a dump in your toilet and flush it down and have it disappear because of the patriarchy, and you want to smash it? So the woman, so the woman's right. She's like, well, why are we trying to smash it? Why aren't, why not negotiate with it? Because she understands that in in today's society, combat isn't always the right answer. I mean, look at what's going on in Israel and how it's tearing the country. Well, the country's been torn apart before, but this is further this is further exacerbates the divide, right? 
But regardless of what's going on domestically with people's opinions on this war, the, the fact of the matter is there are hostages, like literal war hostages, combat hostages being held in in Israel and what people laughingly call Palestine. There's the Gaza Strip. But Hamas is Hamas has Hamas has their political prisoners, which is a bunch of women, innocent women and children, and they're holding guns at them. And Israel captured a bunch of Hamas's fighters, so now they're in a, they're in a negotiation to release, and they've been releasing, and they've been releasing. They've they've negotiated. Okay, you give us X Y Z amount of women, and we'll release one of your we'll release one of your fighters to you. And any other narrative is wrong because I I've heard what the media has to say about it. Oh, they're Israel captured women and uh, Israel captured a bunch of children. No, they didn't. What they did was they captured minors that were involved in the fight of in the, in the fight against Israel. That, that's what they captured. They captured combatants. They didn't capture innocent children like Hamas did. But anyway, I'm not, this is not a thing about what's going on. Well, it's not primarily about what's going on. And so I'm not. I don't want to make the show about that. But the point is, negotiations have to happen now. How does that apply to the dating life? Well, instead of women, instead of you trying to, instead of you trying to defeat that which you're trying to date, right? Because again, I hear and again, whatever podcast this woman on there, and maybe if I can extract the clip, I will. I'll, I'll try. But she says that she hates. She hates white culture. She, she herself is half white. I guess she's half Latino or whatever. But she's, she's sitting here. She's rocking blonde hair. She's, you know, white skin, blonde hair, uh, tattoos, overweight. But she says she hates white culture because, no, she hates white people because white people have no culture. And the clap back was just like phenomenal to the point where she accused people of being butthurt when she was one being butthurt. Anyway, she said part of that was because of the men that chose to pursue her and the men that she chose to pursue. She just didn't like the way they were being raised. So she wants to leave the entire country. And I found that kind of odd because how do you want to leave one of the greatest countries on earth because you don't like a certain sector of the population? Now, she's talking about now she – now, when she was asked what kind of men, what kind of what kind of men she slept with, the last night she slept with, she put up a black doll, which I guess was to say that she she slept with a black man before. I don't know. That's just a little too weird to get into. But again, how is it that she's dated by white guys when, again, the energy she puts out is what she draws, and now she wants to leave the country? Instead of wanting to leave the country, why don't you negotiate with a guy that you're trying to date? Because obviously you want white guys, or else you wouldn't be dating them and you wouldn't be complaining about them. So why don't why don't you actually? Instead, you, I'm pretty sure she makes her needs known, which is why they kind of walk away from her, which is why she's jaded. But why don't you try to make, why don't you try to understand where it is they're coming from? Like this is all a part of negotiation, right? You have to understand. You have to sit down with somebody and, and understand where they're coming from and understand what they're offering. 
But a lot of women don't do that. They just sit, they sit across the table, and they just rattle off the demands. You have to be this, you have to be this, you have to be this, you have to be this. You have to be six one. you have to have six figures, you have to entertain me, you have to be kind and smart and sensitive and witty and funny, and you have to love kids and dogs and cats and you have to treat your you have to treat your family good. You have to be close to your mom and close to your dad. And oh yeah, you have to be close to all your coworkers. All your coworkers have to say anything. And if you have an ex, she has to say a bunch of good things too. You have to have good credit, and you have to have this kind of car, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right? Yet at no point in time does she come. She sit down to say, "Hey, what are you looking for in a woman? Let's see if I match that." At no point at no point does she do that. She has all these demands. Just like I was talking about cotton, right? She has all these demands of men need to protect women, men need to be there for women. Men, when, um and she and she has a caveat, you don't willing don't willingly get put somebody in the line of fire just because you're in your feelings or all. But then she she turns around and said, Man, if you if you see women going through something, defend them and it's like, No, because you're supposed to be strong and independent. But it has all these demands and not one time does she say, no time did I hear her say, I tried to be a good wife. I listened to him. I tried, I comfort him when his, you know, when he's down. I do think, I pick him up. I, you know, I pick him up when he couldn't do no, nothing. It's always, he must do, he must do, he must do, he must do. Well, Again, negotiate with the patriarchy. Nothing happens without negotiation. Business deals, multi-billion-dollar business deals, happen with negotiation. Now, a lot of times it's a hostile takeover, and that's very expensive. That's a very expensive process. Takeovers are like the last. It's like the last avenue of approach. After all other avenues of approach have failed, then a hostile takeover. Right? Usually, two sides will sit down and they'll negotiate. Okay, I want to buy your business. I want to buy your business for four billion. My business is worth ten billion. Okay, I buy it to you. I buy it for six billion. Okay, sold. Right, or whatever it is. They negotiate the terms. They work it out. They figure out who's going to stay, who's going to go. If the company's going to change, because all this stuff is going to be worked out. Lawyers are involved in everything, but it all starts with the negotiation. One company just doesn't say, "I'm going to smash this company," and that's going to be, that's going to be it. No, that's not how that happens, because Again, you run into a lot of anti things, and then when you when you go around smashing different companies to try to monopolize on something, what happens? Somebody comes up with the same thing that your company is offering for cheaper, and now he's going to be on the rise too. So you're always you're always going to play whack-a-mole when you're trying to smash things, trying in pursuit of being in pursuit of being uh, in a monopoly, right? So smashing things willy-nilly just doesn't work. Just like just smashing the patriarchy is not going to work because it's going to undercut a lot of progress that society has made. Smashing men in the dating world is the same thing. And I read an article about, oh, it was Vox. It was great. So Vox is complaining about the fact that, Vox is complaining about the fact that there are falling birthing rates around the world now. And they danced around the reason why, but they're lamenting this. And I found it funny because they said something that's actually very, very often very true. They said that because of the falling birthing rate, sometime in the near future, we're not going to have enough people to sustain all the stuff we built back when we were heavily populated. We built all this stuff, right? 
back when there were 7 billion people on the, on the planet. We built all this stuff. Well, now that there's only 4 billion people on the planet because the birth rate plummeted because of um, other Marxist, feminist, Western values, that killed it. That's what Bach didn't want to say, but that's the truth. Because Western Marxist, fem- Western Marxist and feminist dogma killed the birthing rate. Because remember, I mean, people give birth without marriage, but the marriage rate plummeted, and so because of it, the resulting birth rate plummeted. We're not going to have enough people to sustain everything we built. So that means there's going to be a lot of things that are going to just going to go into decay. There's a lot of things that's going to go away, and there's just a lot of luxuries we're going to have to do without. And one of them is a functioning government. Why? Because we don't have as much as much as many people paying into taxes. That means the government's going to have to take a massive pay cut, which means we're not going to enjoy some of the things later on in life that later on in life that we're enjoying today because there's not enough people to sustain it. Congratulations, feminism! Now you're talking about smashing the patriarchy. This is what happens when you smash the patriarchy. So, like this woman says, why not negotiate with the patriarchy? It's simple. It's just it's, 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 you sit down and you ask. And, well, no, put, put a pin in that. So you sit down and you negotiate your terms. How are you going to live and how they want them to treat you and how are you going to treat them? And then you come to a common understanding. But see, women don't want to do that. Women want to, con- not women, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. Feminists want to control everything. They want to control the things that men control. They want to control the things that women control. And they don't understand all the responsibility that comes with it, which is why you don't see a whole lot of feminists in, you don't see a lot of women in general, but you don't see a lot of feminists in things like oil rigging, plumbing, electrical maintenance. Yeah, oil rigging, plumbing, electrical maintenance, construction, bricklaying, things like that. 99% men. Yeah, when you smash the patriarchy, when you take men out of those positions, who's going to get that stuff done? Right? Also, when you're talking about dating, they're talking about how men now how men aren't paying for dates and not doing the chivalrous things anymore to treat women the way that historically they've they've always been treated, right? Men used to plan the date, pay for the date, show the woman a great time and and that just doesn't happen anymore. Why? Because you have a bunch of women in their in their male energy now trying to date. And when men see this and say, okay, well, you're strong and independent, so I'll let you go and do your thing. Now it's a, now it's a big problem. It's funny because I watched, what was the movie? Um, and, you know, we'll come back to that because, oh, no, it was Look Who's Talking. So I'm a kind of sort of fine movies, fine comedies, right? Just like the late David Carroll was a kind of sort of fine horror movies. I'm a kind of sort of fine comedies. And the movie Look Who's Talking was an excellent, excellent comedy movie. Excellent. Back when Bruce Willis actually had his voice. And he did the voice of the baby Mikey. Well, one scene, one particular scene and Look Who's Talking and it was it was it was a small scene, but the significance of it was just enormous. And I, I again I'm afraid that it goes over it went it went over a lot of people and down into the netosphere where we need to Bridge it back up and talk about it because it's very, very apt. It's very, it's very applicable to what's going on today. So, uh, James, 
Russell was uh, John Travolta's character. James, James was babysitting Mikey because I think her name was Molly. Molly was going on a going on a date with Mikey's mom, with Christy Alley's character. So Molly's going on this date. James was supposed to babysit Mikey. The guy who the guy showed up to pick Molly up to go to the date. And if I get her name wrong, forgive me. But he showed us he showed us to pick her up on a date. And Dave was filling his head saying, Oh, she's she's an independent. She doesn't like when men pay. She doesn't like when men open the door for her. She doesn't like when men pull the seat out for her because she's a strong empowered woman. And the dude was just like, Oh, okay, oh okay, oh okay, cool. Thanks for thanks for the info, right? They go on the state and he does none of that. He doesn't open the door, he doesn't pull the data. When the, um, when the check comes, he passes it off to her. And she was just so disgusted with the whole thing. And it speaks to what's going on today with the dating world, right? Because women want to be strong and independent. They they don't want to do any of those. They don't want to have anything, any of those gender role things, right? Chivalry and toxic, what they call toxic masculinity, right? Oh, you're taking away our agency. If you hold the door open for us, I can hold my door open, my own door open and stuff like that. I make my own money, right? However, when you treat them like that, when you pass the bill off to them or even suggest you split the bill or you don't open the door or you don't open the car door for them, they get offended because why? And they start to say things like, well, men aren't the way men used to be anymore. And it's like, well, what is what camp are you in? Are you in the strong and independent woman camp, or are you in the I want a conservative man camp who would I want a conservative man who would do the things who would do the similar things that gentlemen do? Are you what camp are you in? And if you're in the latter camp, then how can you be a feminist and be in the latter camp? And then, or if you're in the former camp, if you're in the I'm a strong and independent woman, how is it that you're looking for? a conservative, quote-unquote, gentleman and not a progressive who will let you be strong and independent and pay your own way in the day and open your own doors. But this is the part of where negotiation has come down. This is what part of where to go to, go to that, uh, what the negotiation with the patriarchy is supposed to take care of. You're supposed to make your demands known and then listen to his demands and then you, you come to an understanding. If you can't come to an understanding, then Okay, date's over. I'll move on to the next one and let him move on to the next one, right? That's literally how it's supposed to go. But again, there's this power struggle between women and men. And a lot of men are looking at it and saying, I'm done with this power struggle. I'm done with trying to date you and you trying to undercut me at every turn. I'm I'm just done. I'm done with your demands. I'm done with you not offering anything for your demands. I'm just done. So a lot of men are active. A lot of men are going MGTOW. And I wouldn't say rightfully so, but you have to understand where it is they're coming from. Again, the whole part of the negotiation thing, you know, sit down, you have to understand where they're coming from. If men have had a bad, if men have had a bad time in both dating and marriage, and they have had a bad time in marriage, and that show is coming, but if men had a bad time in dating and bad time in marriage, do you expect them to just keep going back and doing the same thing over and over? I mean, what what is the definition of insanity, right? 
So they're jumping off the hamster wheel, and they're, and they're just like, I'm taking my stuff, and I'm just going to be. And the studies showed, I think I, I think I brought it out on a previous show, that the studies showed that, men, that men's happiness, and if I didn't, I'll, I'll bring it back out, but men later on in life have a higher happier, happiness score than women do later on in life. And again, go back several shows. I think it's the first show that I did. First, either first or second show that I did on dating, and I said why that was because the the sexual market value on the dating scene completely flips later on in life when when the man is forty going into forty five and fifty versus the woman which is going to the forty 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 five and fifty. Since men already have what they're going to have in life, they're good, and with them getting a bad rap in marriage then marriage really isn't an option for them, so they can just enjoy their stuff. Whereas women, when they're, when they're looking for a man and they're 40, 45 years old, and they don't have what the men have, because remember, women don't make as much as men on the whole, and they don't have as many resources. So they're looking for this man to shore that up, and the man doesn't want them because they're 40, 45, they, they have nothing to offer except feminism and masculine energy so men are just walking away from that so that's why the happiness score is is so that's why there's such a discrepancy in the happiness score but again let's bring this back negotiating with the patriarchy it's it literally is a thing that people and women and feminists should learn how to how to do it a lot more because the dating scene is really is literally about negotiation and if you can't negotiate with the patriarchy at that point then again, get yourself a dog, get yourself get yourself several cats, and some boxes of wine. Keep them in your cupboard, and that's just how you're going to live and how you're going to die. Because you don't want to take the necessary steps to improve yourself and learn basic negotiation skills. And not only that, you have to have the go the negotiation skills. But what good is negotiating something if you don't have what you what they want? So if I'm negotiating something, if I'm negotiating like some kind of financial terms, like I'm trying to buy something and I'm just negotiating a price, I can't negotiate a price if I don't have any money. Like that's just I can't buy it if I don't have any money. So what's the good? What good is haggling, right? So again, if you're going to negotiate with the patriarchy, make sure you have something under your belt that you have to, and not that, because you can get that anywhere. But make sure you have something under your belt that. You have to offer that, you know, that's actually beneficial for the other party. Don't just come in thinking, well, my JJ is just going to be enough, and he can take it or leave it, and that's it. Because, again, nine times out of ten, he can leave because, like, literally all these women, all these other women have JJs. So I'll find one of them that doesn't make as many demands and stuff on me, and that's actually kid-friendly and feminine. And I'll get with them, and I'll just leave you alone. And this is why a lot of the women, when they get into their late 30s, start having problems when, in dating because there's always somebody younger on the horizon. Always. Always. So there's that. Let's get into some, uh, let's get into some profiles, yeah? Well, you know what? Yeah, let's get into some profiles. Fish, right? And let's get that going. So I'm logging in right now. This one is in the green and gold. 
attractive. Her name is, well, her screen name is Grace12, Grace876. She's got a, oh, green of Brazil. That's why. Is she Brazilian? She's got a Brazil football jersey on. So, or, or a warmer, she's got a, a warm-up jacket from Team Brazil. That's awesome. It, it's a selfie. It's, it's the only picture, but okay. I guess we can work around that. Uh, Seattle, Washington, life at stake, loving and trusting. Conversation starters. I want to be a person on the site who will completely change my reality. Again, women, that's don't don't do that. Don't do that, please. Because when you talk about changing reality, then we're looking at psychological things. Just, and I know she may not be. She may not be. But just saying that raises the question, right? So just leave all talk of changing reality out of this. Um, and I, in return, will make adjustment to his bachelor life. Okay. Um, you will know who I am by talking to me. I'm just, I am just saying, red, I am ready for a responsive, committed, selfless, and faithful. Oh, I am. A, I'm sorry, I missed the light. I'm just saying, I am ready for a new adventure. And you, I am a kind, responsive, committed, selfless, and faithful woman. Do you appreciate these qualities as a woman? That's good. See, she she comes out of the gate, offers, selling her what she has to offer. She's faithful. She's committed. Um, she's selfless, which is good, right? About Grace and well, Grace eight seven six. I have a lot of hobbies. I can be active to develop in different areas. I'm constantly looking for myself in something new. I like cooking and traveling. Everybody likes traveling. Everybody likes cooking. So, but she did. She did. She did well. The profile's kind of thin. But then she says she's white. But I think she's Brazilian. She's widowed. One. Uh, I am serious and want to find something. Okay, so. Because she's widow. She is, what, 53? Okay. So, not a bad profile. Not a bad profile. I would I, I would be shocked if she didn't get any responses. I mean, this, this is good. I mean, the, the one picture she has, I wish she had more pictures to put, it, to put her all in context. But, again, she's attractive. And she comes out saying what she has to offer. And that's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. A little thin on the interest, but and it makes me think about being thin on interest is especially when you have uh intro like she had telling what she has to offer, it almost comes off as desperate, like, Oh, I'll, I'll just adopt the things that you like. No, please don't have you have your things that you like. She likes cooking and traveling, but like, what else? You know, what I mean, is there a thing where I'm going to come in and say, come into this, and you're just going to tell me, well, I like what you like. Yeah, they did that coming to America for comedic effect. And, you know, but, again, it's just, it just, it comes off as kind of desperate, not necessarily, but um, it is, like I say, it's not a bad profile. So the good, yes, definitely come out, come out the gate with what you have to offer. The bad, she doesn't have a lot of Interest. She just doesn't have a lot of interest listed, and it comes off as just a bit desperate. And then the ugly, I don't really see too much that's ugly about it. Let's see. And let's try this one one more. This for this for S's and G's. Her name is is they're still good men. So here's the thing. This having that as a screen name is problematic because you're 
it's a thinly veiled attack on all men. Are they still good men? Well, what do you think? If you don't think they're any good men, what are you doing here? So why are you framing why are you framing that kind of a question as a screen name? It's it's a thinly veiled attack on men. So I would avoid screen names like that. Let's see, she has no conversation started. Oh, self employed, she has a bachelor's degree, she's a woman, divorced. Let's see. About her gym, vacation, reading, listening to good songs, watching TV, cinema shows, etc. Um, not a whole lot. And to be asking to be forty seven and asking if there's a still are there still good men and then you don't even bother to say anything about you. Like why? What's what's even the what's even the point of being on this if you're going to ask, are there still any good men? And then not really even talk about yourself, not even really advertise yourself. What is the, what is your point of being here? Are you just doing this for the attention? So yeah, I don't see too much good. I see more bad, and then the pictures not bad. At least they, yes, they ended on iPhone pictures. Uh, this one's okay. This one's kind of a selfie. So she's done this out. Of, she does this at a computer. So I'm thinking she has a uh, a MacBook. But yeah, pictures are okay. They're not wow. And she's just not. She's just not. No, she's just not putting in a whole lot of effort. So that's just it. Let's take another profile of her. And again, if you have if you have issues on your dating app and you wonder wonder why and you're wondering why and you're just not getting a whole lot of responses, uh, shoot me an email at jesse at jramseyabc.com. Uh, that's jesse j e s s i e at jramseyabc.com. Shoot me an email, link me to the profile, good bad, and why you're not really good for men and women. I don't give a shit, like. That's just it. What inbox? What inbox me? Oh, details. Sure. Hang on. Hold that up, sir. Um, I so in my inbox. Because remember, I asked. I said that I would send people messages about interviewing them about their experience of plenty of fish, and I'll play it on this podcast. So she responded to me. So I have to I have to give her details. So we'll we'll I'll, I'll give the details when I'm done with this. Let's see. Who's this? Eminem2618. She's 41 from Everett. 5'4". She's clean looking for her. Okay. Can we please... Women, 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 women. Hold on. Can we please stop with the whole royalty, full royalty thing? No, I'm going to do that show. I'm going to—I swear to God—I'm going to do that show probably this Saturday on full royalty. I've been meaning to do it, and I haven't done it because there was, there's been a whole lot of other things going on. But this whole full royalty thing—oh, I'm a queen. I'm a queen. This really runs rampant in the black community. But here's a white woman that says she's a queen looking for her king. Stop it, because again, when in this society here, we we don't we just don't do monarchies, and monarchies reek of privilege and we want to keep we want to keep that in check when we're trying when we're looking at trying to trying to pull a provider to protect her husband. Okay, I get it. You want to 
just say simple woman looking for a provider protector, something, right? Don't say queen looking because when you do that, it's just it reeks of arrogance. You were just and just looking at a picture. I'm sorry, you. I I sure. I haven't. I've, I've never. And I've, probably because I haven't seen any queens, but I haven't seen any overweight queens. She, this girl's this, this girl's overweight. She, she just said, "There's no real. There's no way about that." So again, um, she doesn't have any conversation starters, but basics. Intake coordinator. She has some college, but she calls herself a queen, but she hasn't finished college. See, this is see this is this is the problem with saying that you're a queen, right? What's the problem with saying that you're a queen? Is the fact that if you're a queen and you have you and you never finished college and you have to say that that you never finished college, what kind of queen didn't finish college, right? And then if you did finish college, what kind of queen is in your masculine energy? Because you have to do that to finish college, you have to be in that to finish college. But anyway, um, what what kind of queen? Um, okay, you have some college, you have some college, but you are 41 years old. Are you looking to finish college? What level are you, right? This is certain things that queens need to queens need to account for. I think there's a queen looking for her king. Add it to the drama and BS. If you don't have your life together, jobs are old play. Okay, here we no no no. Let me finish this and then I'll and then I'll give my render my opinion. So if you don't have your own place together, your job uh, job car your own place. The basics people. Uh, needed to, to live, swipe left. I won't message you first, so if you're going to swipe right, message me, I don't bite. I'm an affectionate person and want somebody who can match that. I can be playful at times, but I can also be pretty shy at times as well. I want the person I can play fight with, but also hold a serious conversation with. Oh, and I love both sports. Eminem. <laughs> Listen to me. Well, no, Eminem's not even listening to me because she has no idea I'm recording the podcast, but Ladies, listen to me, all right? If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, listen to me carefully, all right? Because I'm pretty sure that this girl is getting responses from men that she doesn't want to get responses from, a whole lot of fuckboys and all that stuff. My, pardon my language, but that's literally who's probably responding to her. She's not getting re- provider protector men. I'm going to tell, tell you all the reasons why. Number one, five foot four, but she's heavy, all right? That's number one. Number two, She's single, and I bet you she has kids. Let's go. That, let's go further down. Let's go further down. Why is my mouth doing this? Hold on. There we go. All right. Let's go further down the profile. Um, longest relationship over seven years. So she was married, and she's divorced. And should say that, right? Um, no, she doesn't. But she has kids. So she's a single mom. She's a forty-one, forty-one-year-old single mom. She's overweight, and she she didn't finish college. And then she has all of these demands for, for the people who want, who think they're remotely interested. Not into the drama. If you don't have your life together, job, car, your own place. Okay, lady, you understand that you're, 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 literally, want, you're literally wanting to date, right? So if, let's see, you say you are an intake coordinator. You have some college, so you don't make a whole lot of money, but you want somebody who makes a lot of money because he has to have a job, a car, in his own place. So you want somebody who's most likely above her level. And let's see, she doesn't have the basics needed. It sounds like your basics aren't even covered now. I'm I'm sorry to say, but it's true. It doesn't seem like your basics are even covered, but you want somebody 
as hazard basis coverage. So what I'm saying about negotiation, you can't negotiate with somebody when you don't have what it is they're looking for. So what if this man wants the man that why does swipe right? What if this man doesn't? What if this man has all this stuff and then asks, "Do you have a? Do you have a job? How much money do you make?" Um, oh, you have kids. Uh, it's kind of a turn off. What are you going to say? Are you going to say if the man says, "Oh, I'm not looking to date," or "I'm not looking to date a single mom" or something like that? But he but he checks all the boxes. He has his own. He has a good job. He has a nice car. He has. He drives a Range Rover. He's got a good job. Um, he's got a he got a nice you know three four bedroom house somewhere somewhere near Sabanish. What are you gonna What are you gonna say to him at that point? This is why I say this is why I say women, you have to stay in your lane. You, you, it's an it's an absolute necessity. You must stay in your lane. If you have a bunch of if you have a bunch of demands on people, you better make sure that when you sit down across the table from that person, that you have. You have under your belt what they are demanding as well. Otherwise, it's not going to end well for you. And, again, this woman, she I don't think she gets it, but she's going to find out. She's probably going to find out the hard way. So Eminem, uh, she has a dog, and she's going to – she has she owns a car. But, yeah, so she probably has a car. She, has a mod, she probably has a modest place because she is a single mom, and single mom is in the league of poverty. She's an intake coordinator without a degree, so she doesn't earn. She doesn't earn that much money anyway, um, and she has all these demands of people who say, "Oh, just if you swipe right, do this." Anyway, that's it for me. I'm I'm out of here. That's my hour. Um, I'm gonna try to do this daily. Thursday. Tomorrow there's going to be a show. Thursday there's not going to be a show. The reason why is because I have to go do something Thursday morning. Again, um, my life is still in a state of flux, and I don't I don't have it to just sit down to do this every day yet. Um, I'm looking at it in a couple of weeks, then being able to sit down, being able to consistently do the show. But um, right now I still have appointments and things like that, and things I need to. People, things I need to do, people I need to see until things actually come together. So there's not going to be a show Thursday. There will be a show on Friday and Saturday again. So somebody pick me up. I'm going to start, I'm going to do this from 11 to 12. Every I'm going to do this daily from 11 to 12, and then every Saturday is going to be from 4 to 6. And again, it's going to be a lot more. It's going to be a lot more in depth. It's going to be a two-hour show, and I go through a lot more profiles and things like that, and you know, render my opinion. And again, if you have questions about your profile and things and why it is that you're not getting as many responses as you think you may need, or people aren't responding to you that you want to respond to, and you're getting responses from a lot of undesirables, shoot me that email. Again, my email address is jesse at jramseyabc.com. That's J-E-S-S-I-E at jramsey, J-R-A-M-S-E-Y. ABC.com. Email me that, or you can even go to my website. Well, I have to retool my website because it's still set for my runs for office, so I, I have to reset my website. But uh, go and see me. Go and see my website before I take it down. You'll see everything about my runs for office because when I take it down, it's going to be gone. And then you can, and then that's just going to be my primary website for you to get to know who I am after I rebuild it. All right. So that's it. Thanks for listening. Um, come back. 
to uh, come back tomorrow. Again, if you want to call into the show, you're more you're more than welcome to ask questions or anything like that. Um, I'm going to give I'm going to give this lady a, a response and just let her know, and then hopefully I'll be able to do this interview and then post it for you guys to hear because it just sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. So that's it. Thanks for listening. I'm ABC. Oh wait, what is this? Okay, cool. I'm ABC. I'm out. Peace. Make the dating world a better place.